This is HPR episode 2562 entitled, I Bought a Laptop. It is posted by Clacky and is about 22 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is, in which Clacky takes months or years to buy a laptop, but comes out pretty pleased. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hi, I'm Plackett and I just bought a new laptop. So I've been looking for a, another laptop for quite some time now. In our home we have my uh, good old work MacBook from 2013. It's a real workhorse, it has a huge SSD. And that's also where we watch our movies and, and things like that. Uh, it's a 15-inch model, I believe. And then we have our old, crappy uh, computer that we bought for 2,000 crowns back in uh, 2013 also, or something like that. It was slow even then. And it has been becoming comparatively slower as the years have moved on. And so these days it's basically only I find it useful and I because I use it to hang in the console a lot use VI to do things but still it, if I do something as simple as just upgrading all my Nix packages in my home directory it will take a noticeable amount of time to just figure out the dependencies and all that which which is like one second on the MacBook <clears throat> but um, so for some time I had been looking for a tinier laptop um, and also to, to go against the mainstream a bit I wanted a laptop that wasn't an x86 laptop so it would be more difficult to run Windows on it and it would be expected to come with Linux pre-installed so I was looking at the Pinebook that seemed like a really cool laptop for some time and um, I registered for it or I wanted to register for it but it didn't have the size I wanted at the time I don't even remember which size I wanted now I think I wanted a 10 inch and they only had a 13 inch um, and they didn't have that so I waited for a while and then a couple of months later I checked back in and, okay now they have I think by that time I had decided that, okay 10 inch or 13 inch doesn't really matter so much. Maybe I want a 13-inch. And then I went in to look and, oh, okay, now there's only the 10-inch available. And I think I registered to stand in line for that model, but they still haven't got back to me. And I was like sometime middle of last year. So I'm not sure if I successfully registered or not. 
Um, in the meantime, I've been working for a Swedish client and I had their laptop to work on, so most of the time there was no resource conflict at home. If I work, I work on my work laptop and my son wants to watch a movie or my wife needs to work or surf to check something, they could use the MacBook. But now I've left that client and I'm working for Fractalide and then I'm using my own machine to work on. So, since January, I've been looking around for a second proper laptop, not just some tiny thing, but something that can actually be, I could be doing real work on. And so, in Hong Kong, there are two, there are three major chain stores and two that are available in any mall. So they're Suning, Broadway and Fortress, and Broadway and Fortress are the two ones that are available everywhere. So I went to Broadway and Fortress, Ubuntu Stick in Pocket, and they kindly allowed me to try out Ubuntu on all of the machines that looked interesting to me. I was looking for a laptop 13 to 15 inch in the 4,000 to 5,000 Hong Kong dollars range. There aren't many of those, most are more expensive, but there were a couple. So I tried like five in the one store and five in the other, and they all had problems. The touchpad would stop working or not even start working, or the screen would freeze after a while, or the kernel would panic after a couple of minutes of use, or the Wi-Fi wouldn't work. So I didn't buy any laptop uh, in January. And then in uh, April, of course, Ubuntu 18.04 came out. And it wasn't until then that I realized that, hey, I was bringing a two-year-old Ubuntu to the store. Of course, it didn't work with modern hardware because that's, that's a rule of, of uh, Linux support. That new stuff never supports Linux. You need to wait for a while to, to allow the software to catch up. So I, I figured, yeah, I'll look, look into it and come with the latest Ubuntu at some point. And now it came to the point where my son and I are going on a few weeks travel and my wife will be left here, so then we needed another proper laptop. Um, so I went out with the latest Ubuntu and I went to the same store as last time. And the guy even recognized me. I, I guess they don't have too many of these troublesome Linux customers. They want to reboot everything. And, and uh, I tried the two computers they had for around 4,000 Hong Kong dollars and they both worked actually so I picked the one that had more ports even though the other one was lighter this one had more ports and a, a space for a drive expansion and all that so that's that felt like a good choice um, I tried it out in the store and it managed to connect to the store Wi-Fi but it couldn't connect to my phone and I looked around in the logs and, oh, this looks troublesome. It says something about, oh, is this infrastructure mode or not? And there seemed to be some conflict. I thought, oh, no, is there some specific driver you need for this that I'll never figure out? But the guy in the store, he said, 
No, no, no. It's probably just we have so many Wi-Fi's here. It's a troublesome radio environment, and and it'll probably work fine when you're home. And I happen to have my MacBook with me, and I, I've never actually run Ubuntu on this MacBook. But I plugged in the stick in my MacBook. I started up in Ubuntu, no problem. Everything just worked. I had to go to the drivers section and choose proprietary driver, blah, to get the Wi-Fi to work. And sure enough, my MacBook also could connect to the store Wi-Fi and couldn't connect to my phone. So I figured, yeah, okay, maybe it's not a problem with this particular computer. <clears throat> um, I didn't have the money on me at the time, so I just put that computer aside to pick it up later when I had the money. And then on the way home on the bus, I tried with my MacBook to connect to my phone again, and then it just worked. So then I, I felt more safe in my choice of buying this computer. It will probably work uh, once I get out of that radio environment. So here comes the uh, detour, the segue about the money, because Fractalite pays me in cryptocurrency. So I have all my stuff in a, a cryptocurrency wallet somewhere. And if I want to move money to the uh, brick and mortar stores world, I need to either go to the Bitcoin ATM downtown, but you can never know in advance if there's any money in it or not. Or I would have to send my money to a local exchange and then transfer the money to the bank from there. Or I could withdraw in cash from the exchange, tell them I need cash and then show up a day later and they will have prepared the cash for me. So yeah, there's the, that whole side quest of uh, actually getting money. Actually, when, when I was in the shop, I assumed that I had money because I had transferred money to myself a couple of days earlier for paying the rent. <clears throat> so I just gave them my card and yeah, charge this card. And I said, oh no, there's no money. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so I uh, asked them to hold the computer and I would come back maybe a day later or beginning of next week and now it's the next week and I still didn't receive my money from the cryptocurrency exchange so I'll have to get back to them about that so I just came back from my bank now luckily the company also has some cash in the bank so I used that to pay the rent <clears throat> Um, so that's that whole uh, side quest about actually paying for this thing. Uh, what we ended up doing in the end was my wife went to pick it up instead and used her credit card to, to pay for it. <clears throat> so now I've been playing up, I've been staying up all night playing with this computer. I installed Ubuntu on it, no problem. The only problems caused are by my own uh, particular... Uh, requirements on how things should be set up. This time I tried using the XFS file system instead of my usual X4. We'll see if <clears throat> my the the other the old bad laptop has an issue where even if I reboot it cleanly, it will still complain each time when it boots up uh, that it needs to FSCK the the root partition. I don't know why. Uh, so this time I, I'm using XFS and just because and maybe that will not run into that issue. 
I'm guessing it might have something to do with, but shouldn't have something to do with me running uh, ZFS with the ZFS auto mount for the slash next directory. And maybe that doesn't unmount in the proper order so that the disk isn't actually unmounted when the computer shuts down, but that seems weird. If you can't unmount, root should be able to remount it read-only, but I don't know. Anyway, this new machine. Uh, I shrank the Windows partition. I'm going to remove it later, but for the moment I just shrunk it. I don't want to remove it without having a backup of it. Uh, because this is a, a SSD 128 gigabytes, so any space reclaimed is very valuable space. and the, the resized Windows partition is now like 50 gigs, so that's a noticeable part of the disk. <clears throat> um, I created a boot partition that is uh, running X4, and then a Lux partition, uh, of which I make an LVM physical volume, of which I make a volume group, in which I create the logical volumes swap, two gigabytes. Uh, the machine has four gigabytes of memory. Um, planning to upgrade it later, uh, if necessary. Depends what we're going to use this machine for. But four gigabytes should be enough for LibreOffice and Firefox anyway. Um, yeah, so two gigabytes, two gigabytes swap, ten gigabyte root, twenty gigabyte slash nix uh, and for that I'm using ZFS with DDUP which, which is really nice uh, if you run Geeks it automatically does hard link DDUP uh, all the time on Nix you need to do it explicitly after the fact and instead of having to think about doing that I find it really nice to just use the online DDUP on ZFS and also if there's some um, software release that just changes slightly a few files, that should also dedupe better with ZFS than with uh, just whole file deduplication as you get with hard link deduplication. <clears throat> and originally, I also set up ZFS because I put both Geeks and Nix on there and they should have a lot of shared files that they wouldn't uh, within their own DDAP systems uh, figure out. So that was also very useful to use ZFS on. But on this machine I'm not even installing Geeks because it is too troublesome to upgrade Geeks these days. There's a performance problem. It eats a gigabyte of memory and it takes forever. So I'm, I'm going all next at the moment until Geeks figures out their problems. <clears throat> Uh, so I'm running Ubuntu 18.04 and I'm, I'm running Nix on it and currently I'm trying to figure out uh, how to get uh, Gnome in Ubuntu to recognize my Nix installed X applications. I'm not even sure how I did that before. I thought I had set XDG data there's a variable but I did that now and it didn't work so maybe what I did was I just symlinked 
the Nix profile share applications files into .local share applications. I don't know. I'll, I'll see how I did it on the other laptop. Oh yeah, that's that's also a thing. I tried to. I didn't even succeed in setting the xdg data ders variable because. Uh, I, I set it in my dot profile, but that is not run by the X session. So I tried sourcing the dot profile from dot capital X session. Nope, didn't do anything. I tried the dot gnome RC, still didn't do anything. That worked on Ubuntu GNOME 16.04, but apparently not on Ubuntu 18.04, so I don't know what, what's that all about. I've been looking around a bit on the various stack exchanges and other places on the internet, but I haven't seen an, an answer. Or I haven't even seen anyone have this problem on on Ubuntu 18.04 specifically. So I don't know what to do about that. Uh, but before, until I can fix that, I'll, I'll see if just putting symlinks in .local works. Um, I'll have to get this in order pretty soon because on Saturday we're flying. Flying back to Sweden to meet Grandma and Grandpa. That's going to be nice. So I need this computer fixed so my wife has something to work on. Uh, so, yeah, this this all about my laptop adventures. Maybe I should say that uh, overall uh, I'm very happy with the computer so far. There's always some stuff to complain about, especially if you buy one for just 4,000 Hong Kong dollars. This is, I think it was 4,200 something in the end. Um... The power button is the upper right button within the normal keyboard area, which is super annoying because that's where page down is supposed to be. I really like it better when they put the power button outside the normal rectangle of, of normal keys. And also to make space for that, they removed the end button. And I discovered that actually I used that, especially to, to scroll on web pages. So this in the upper right corner is just home page up page down power which is pretty stupid and also insert is important use shift insert to paste from the selection buffer and uh, insert is now function delete which is pretty stupid pause and break they have their real key and I never used that so why couldn't they sacrifice that instead of sacrificing my dear insert key and of course, always on, on non-Swedish keyboards, the enter key is the wide enter key instead of the tall enter key. And I really don't like that either. I prefer it to be the wide enter key. Um, but these are just nitpicks. You always get used to these things. At least the function key is not in the lower left. The control is in the lower left and the function key is to the right of that. That's how, it's, how it should be, according to me. On the MacBook, it isn't like that, but apparently I've got used to that as well. The touchpad is a bit clunky uh, and it hasn't always responded so well. Sometimes when I move I have to sort of rub all over it to make sure there's no static and then, then it works again uh, uh, just pointing with my finger. And it took me a while. I didn't realize that right-click didn't work by just going to the right side and clicking. I thought there was some other problem, but then finally I realized, hey, maybe I'm not actually right-clicking right now. And that was indeed the problem. I looked online and I found that, right, okay, some touchpads emulate right-clicking by two-finger clicking. 
and turns out that that's what this one does. And then I tried right f uh, three finger clicking and it turns out that's the middle mouse button. So then maybe it doesn't matter so much that shift insert isn't so convenient anymore because I can just triple click instead and then we'll do the same thing. Now we'll see after using this for a while what my, my usage pattern turns out to be. But anyway, I think for the price I got a better computer than I, I dared hope for. I'm pretty satisfied. Uh, it's a bit heavy because it has the built-in DVD drive. Uh, most of the time that's completely useless, but uh, the MacBook doesn't have it, of course, and I bought an external DVD drive for that. And uh, when you want to watch a movie, it's actually a little bit annoying to have to plug that in. And this is mostly a desktop laptop. It's going to be here at home. We're not going to lug it around very much. So if it's 2.5 kilos instead of 1.75 kilos, it doesn't really matter all that much. Um, so that's my laptop purchase. See you next time on Hacker Public Radio. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HPR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Ba 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 ba